that's in, badass in inspiring people dude you know perfect that's yeah. awesome so i'm like all right awesome stuff all right guys you guys ready let's do it Woo. let's do Roll. it let's do it do it do it <clears throat> three two one Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Today is episode 100. Let's go. 100. Woo! I'm talking about, man. We are so fired up, man. And I have two of the most amazing gents on this planet. I got Eric Upchurch with me, and I got Russell Allsberg. What's going on, y'all? Yo, Mike. What's up, Mike? Man, I I gotta say, you are crushing it. And the fact that ADPI under your care has hit 100 podcasts in a very short period of time. How long has it been? A year, maybe? Dude, it's been a year, bro. A little over a year, man. Dude, congrats, man. That's all you. It's all your heart, passion, time, attention, and and, uh, care and love going into that podcast. So... Nah, man, I, I appreciate it, but it's a team team effort, man. This this is not something that one man has been able to do. You know, like we've been all trying to network around and get some awesome folks to get on here. But you brought us Grant Cardone, baby. Hey, man, we're gonna you. talk. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Uncle G here uh, a little bit later. So, yeah, man. So uh, yeah. So, but this this podcast is super super special to us. We really wanted to make sure 100 was uh, went out with a bang. And we have an amazing uh, topic here. And Eric, I'm going to let you go ahead and intro, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, first off, I want to say uh, thanks to Russ for being on here. Russell Allsbrook is uh, an amazing guy I've gotten to know over the last month, really, um, a little bit more. And I look forward to the future here. And you guys are going to be in for, uh, for a hell of an episode. I'm uh, just learning about what we have going on. So good segue into what's coming up, guys. I wanted to introduce formally... Uh, new mission we have at ADPI. You all know we have this great community, um, um, active duty passive income. And, um, you know, we have this, this beautiful kind of network that um, is providing people with a lot of different uh, things, right? A lot, and I say things kind of with, with uh, uh, quotes. Um, we're investing in real estate and we're helping people maybe start a, an online business or whatever it is. And that's not our focus right now, but maybe down the road. Um, but we thought to ourselves, you know, we have this amazing community of people who kind of inherently trust us because we've been through some of the same things. And you hear a lot of people out there talking about giving back and, um, you know, what can we do to change lives of others? And that's really what ADPI is trying to do, right? right? But I think because our mission and our passion and heart for this community goes a little bit deeper, um, we started thinking about ways that we can not only change lives, but save lives. And that sounds ambitious, but it's something that can be done. And it's something that must be done through veterans helping veterans. Um, sometimes the government gets it right. Sometimes programs gets it, get it right. Sometimes they don't. But what, what happens in my experience more often than not is veterans helping veterans get it right. Um, so we kind of, um, you know, we have this new pro, this new thing called ADPI helps, and I call it a thing because I don't want to call it a support group or something. But ADPI helps is an acronym. Helps is helping everyone live post stress. It kind of uh, worked its its way into my vocabulary a, a couple months ago now, and it's really a PTSD and addiction support process group um, community that we're creating, um, organically here. So I'll just give a quick plug. If you guys are, um, fitting into that category and I don't want to, you know, lump everybody into something they don't, they don't like, but if you ever have struggled with PTSD or, you know, somebody who has or addiction, uh, please connect with us. I'm going to talk about later on, um, talk about all the things that we, that we are offering right now. Everything we're ever going to do within ADPI helps is going to be completely free. 
Um, and, and that's going to lead to some amazing things. So our mission, ADPI helps mission is to save one life, just plain and simple. And we're planning to do that as many times as possible. Amen. Um, so I talked a little bit about why we're here. Look, real estate investing or whatever your job is or whatever you're, you're an entrepreneur with and your passion is, even as Americans, just being alive right now in this country, we have such an amazing blessing for just being here and breathing. Mm-hmm. So we have this ability to give so overwhelmingly. Let your cup flow over with giving. Why not? We're living in America. We're alive. We're breathing. We have so many brothers and sisters out there who are no longer breathing. So let's help out. So let's give in a big way. So we're blessed to give back. We wanted to go big. We want to save lives because I personally buried my friends who have committed suicide. And I'll talk a little, I can talk a little bit about about that later after um, Russ talks, but you know, I want to talk real quickly about how this kind of came about. Um, After thinking about how how we go big, we also had ambitions to get, um, and I I talked about this a minute ago, but Grant Cardone, right? We wanted him, he's a big name, and we just knew that we can get a lot more kind of visibility if we have big names maybe on the podcast or we can interject ourselves into bigger communities for the greater good. Now, Grant Cardone is somebody who talks about um, and we talked about this with him on when he came on our show, but um, he talks about veteran suicide. So I called into his radio show. I was the first caller. I was ambitious. I was nervous as hell, man. I had this whole <laughs> script written out of what I was going to say to Grant Cardone and how I was going to get his attention because it's difficult to get somebody who, you know, he's got a lot to say. It's tough to get his attention, you know? Yeah. So I talked about veteran suicide, why it's happening and, and maybe using real estate, um, real estate investing like I did to create a new target acquisition. Um, and then I invited him on our show. We talked a little bit about um, veteran, you know, veteran suicide, 22 vets a day killing themselves. Um, so now we'll talk just real quick. I want to talk about the, the reason a lot of this is happening. And this is all going to transition. But when you're in service, military members have a sense of camaraderie. They have a sense of purpose. They have a sense of mission, target acquisition, something to look forward to, even something that small. Right. Uh, but they fit somewhere. Not only that, it, it can be a high op tempo, operation tempo for those of you non-military folks listening, but it's exciting. And, and you get that kind of constant dopamine hit when you're at a new school, right? When you're uh, just on a TDY travel, TAY, what, is, what do you call it, Mike? TDY? Yeah, TDY, TAD. Yeah. TAD, yeah. So, TAD, TDY, whatever it is, something small or a deployment even, um, you get that dopamine hit and you're constantly, you know, you're constantly learning and moving. Right. Now, when you separate from the military, you lose most of that, if not all of it. You have no team. You have no camaraderie. You have no purpose. You have no mission. You have nothing to strive for. There's no goals. And to, to top it off, learning to cope with civilians and the civilian world can be difficult. You don't have a bunch of people who are like-minded all of a sudden around you. People around you in the civilian world are unpredictable also. So true. Um, Temperaments are different. There's no expectations. You can't expect that someone knows their rank and file and what they're supposed to be doing when and what they're supposed to be looking like and how they're supposed to be moving. It's a variable. So it can be scary when you leave. So not only either, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. There can be no loyalty out there in civilian life. You just got to totally. And when I left and I had um, my W2 job and I was trying to, you know, get after it and, and, and learn how to be a civilian again, I felt myself and a lot, maybe a lot of you can relate to this. You ever feel yourself looking at a civilian and I'm not trying to pinpoint civilians. I'm just using that as a term to somebody that you're trying to kind of reintegrate with when you leave. But you ever find yourself looking at a civilian and going, why are you complaining? What, what is your, the smallest, the smallest, the smallest thing that is, that is, that is bothering you right now is the least is, is a blessing to have that problem. Mm. So say you're, uh, if you're designing a building and you're an architect, uh, and something goes wrong and your timeline gets delayed. Is that, is anybody dying? And so, you know, I don't, I don't, and here's the other thing. I don't want to like play that down. That's important to that person. But the problem I found was that I had to now learn that 
I need to think about things through other people's eyes, through civilians' eyes in order for, for me to be able to cope. That person, to that person, that's important. And um, I need to then think, okay, well, I, I have to be sensitive to the fact that they haven't had my experiences. Mm, Difficult right. to do. Right. While you're trying to transition, while you have no mission, while you have no more dopamine hit, while, you've, while you're thinking about your friends and your buddies that you've lost in combat. So that kind of leads into the next thing. On top of all of that, complement all of this with PTSD. It's a total recipe for disaster. You know, I, I think it's leading to the, the crazy number of veterans who are, who are taking their lives. They're losing all of this. When they get out, they're seeking the, the, that dopamine hit. And oftentimes, now it looks like drugs, alcoholism, and maybe even thrill-seeking. People doing crazy things to get something that makes them feel alive like they had. Right. That's so true. So, Dang, man. I think ADPI can do more than just change lives. I think um, with ADPI helps, we can save lives by, you know, our providing support. Sure, support, yeah. But, you know, just a new sense of purpose new target acquisition, community, and camaraderie. I love that, man. Absolutely love that. And I'm, I'm so pumped and so thrilled that, you know, you really took this upon yourself, Eric, to, to start this mission up because it's huge. This is absolutely huge. And it transcends so far than just yeah. substance abuse, alcohol abuse, homeless vets, all that. It's just anyone, anyone in general, right? I mean, we all go through stuff. Man, so true. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're facing out there, guys. If you feel like you are in, you know, despair on anything that's going on, a relationship issue, uh, whatever, right? Like we can, we can be a help and a voice to you, you know? I mean, just having someone to talk about something where you have some kind of common bond, it's phenomenal. And, and I think this is huge, man. I, I know this is going to blow up. So, yeah, I mean... I think that I'll plug the guys, the, the guys who are starting to help us, uh, starting to help us do this. You know, Russ was one of the first guys to volunteer to be part of this. And I really appreciate it. So I, I want to segue, Absolutely. if we can, right to you, Russ, and just give an intro and talk about your mission and, and where you're at in your life and, and what your past has been and all this stuff. You're gonna, Absolutely, Eric. You're going to be inspiring a lot of people here. So, so Dude, this is going to say, all right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Hold on to you your butt, guys. Opportunity. <laughs> all right, guys. What's going on? My name is Russell Osbrook. Born and raised North Springs, Iowa. Um, joined the military when I was 19. Uh, joined the Navy. Um, spent one deployment on a ship and realized that was something I didn't want to really do. Um, so from there, I uh, went to search and rescue and then to CSAR, which is combative search and rescue. Then uh, ended up running support with uh, SEAL Teams 4 and SEAL Team 10. Um, deployed in Africa, I've deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan, um, have seen combat, um, and I absolutely miss it. <laughs> absolutely miss yeah. it. And uh, you, you totally hit the nail on the head there, Eric, when you were talking about the transition into the civilian world. Um, you lose those, those that just that, that mission-oriented mind and those like-minded individuals who have your back because it's a life or death situation. Um, now, in the civilian world, you, like you said, people don't, I mean, how many times have you had, I mean, sand in your MRE and the fact that you're eating an MRE? Mm -hmm. um, or uh, that you have AC or fresh water or all these things that we just take as, you know, for granted, because we do, we live in the best country in the world, period. Right. But um, like you said, that is a very hard transition to begin with. Um, now, uh, biggest one that I always had the problem with was uh, when I uh, got back from Afghanistan, I went to the Seal Swick Scout Team which was uh, probably the best year and a half of my life, uh, working with uh, the SEALs and the SWIC. Uh, just every day was just training, and it was awesome. It was phenomenal. I mean, everything from running, swimming, shooting guns, rappelling, skydiving, just that, that rush, that adrenaline that you always get right. from doing those kind of things. Um, and from there, I uh, went to BUDS. Um, was killing it. I uh, got through phase one. Hell week uh, was pretty rough, but uh, it was an awesome experience. We started with 238 guys. By the end of it, we had uh, 26. 
Um, when explain, in the dying phase, explain to the, explain to the listeners that may not know what buds is. Explain yeah. what that oh, is. Buds is a basic it, underwater demolition seal training. I was in class three zero two, and uh, that was probably the best group of young men and uh, older men at that time. I was uh, 26, 31 now, so it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I mean, it was just great gentlemen even the guys who didn't make it through hell week or you know phase uh phase one i mean just a group great group of guys um are still serving most of them and uh hope they're still out there if they're listening uh keep kicking butt man that's right um but uh no buds is a uh it is the hardest military training that we have um, as you can tell, like I said, we had 238 guys from orientation and then we ended how week with 26. Um, that's, that's a big attrition rate, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah. So, uh, second phase, I couldn't, uh, I kept getting bends and dive phase, getting, uh, ox- or air, air bubbles in my lungs. I got rolled a couple times and then, uh, basically ended up getting med drop because of it. Um, got the option if I wanted to go SWIG, which um, I, I, I didn't. My, my set goal was to go SEAL. Um, and they're like, hey, you can go back to the fleet. And, uh, you know, you do a year, you'll come back, and, you know, you have to go through training again. And I <laughs> instantly, I was like, I'm not going through Hell Week ever again. Ever again. <laughs> like, wow. That's a one-time experience. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't recommend doing it twice to anyone. <laughs> but, uh all right. So I kind of got out of the military on a, on a, a rushed note. I, I used to think it was kind of on a negative one, but it wasn't because when I look back and reflect on it, it was probably some of the best times of my life. Mm. Um, but I did. I, I got out. I uh, got an early out for a year so I could go to college. Um, went to, uh, started going to college. I was killing it. I was taking 18, 24 credit semesters, uh, still averaging a 3.8 GPA. was in the honors college. Um, then... Uh, I don't know. My, uh, my drinking and drug use became a problem. Did you, um, did you recognize I, that happening? Did you recognize it? Cause I imagine mm-hmm. it started off, you know, slowly, right? right? It did start off slowly. It started off where, uh, I just, I, I just didn't, ha- I, I went from being someone who was literally up every day at three thirty four AM to just PTing the majority of the day, just constantly setting new goals physically, mentally, um, and, and achieving them. I mean, little ones from cutting, you know, seconds off a of runtime or adding reps to a pull-up or, you know, just things of that nature or, you know, how much can I clean and jerk? Um, and those goals just drifted away. The, the Going to college to a liberal arts school was also very interesting to me. Um, just mm-hmm. the, the perspectives and yeah. Not really uh, anti-military, but the kind of like, you know, it's all butterflies and rainbows out there. True. And uh, that was very, very hard to adjust to. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that often led to uh, heated. De- yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> led sure the heated de- in, the, in the crowd of that in those environments too. those liberal arts environments are probably not conducive to your, you know. <laughs> your mindset at that time mindset, for sure. Right. Yeah. Especially to drug and alcohol use. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's what it started really is, uh, I would, uh, I, I started isolating myself from the library, um, yeah. in classrooms. Uh, my teachers would work with me because of my grades and how I would conduct myself on tests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and, and reflecting back on that, um, once I started going to the Hampton VA hospital, um, yes, these were, uh, symptoms of PTSD that, you know, you know, you really don't know you have it until you're told that you have it. Right. Um, and then, you know, you, you become aware of these symptoms, which uh, sometimes I feel like it makes it worse once you start noticing them. And then you start thinking that you're not in control, which is mm-hmm. I'll get back, get to that as a progressive thing soon, because uh, I'm currently here at the VA Medical Center um, here in Hampton, Virginia, for all those listening right now. Uh, not too well, it's been about two months now. Uh, I checked myself into the, re, uh, the substance abuse and PTSD program. Um, as per suggestion from uh, Dr. Lang Altman, if she's listening out there, um, <laughs> she's a phenomenal, phenomenal psychologist, and uh, thank you for everything you've done. But uh, so, yeah, um, through college, uh, it just it, it, the symptoms of just not liking small classroom environments, not you know, um, 
the the crowd noise, the just the the constants, dis- distractions, not being able to focus on school, um, my my relationship, my ex wife, uh, um, now I guess my uh, uh, it just uh, it everything just seems to slowly escalate. Um, the drinking was, I mean, there was times I I would go and I would I would study at the bar because no one was there. Wow. <laughs> and then I would go take my test and still do great. And to me, I would, that's when I would be like, okay, well, I would be ignoring the fact that I was becoming an alcoholic and because I was still producing results. Right. I was still, it, you know what I mean? That's how my yeah. twisted mind was working. Now that makes um, sense. But, that makes sense. And uh, it's crazy. It, it just progressively got worse. I started not care anymore about, you know, my grades and I started to lose ambitions and goals and uh, it started getting real angry. At stuff. I mean, it didn't help that I, um, uh, I was I was going through a divorce. Um, I was my relationship. I became self-destructive, like chasing some sort of high, like you were talking about, Eric. I had no mission, no goal, no target acquisition. There was nothing there for me. Um, I mean, yeah, I had academic goals, but it wasn't it wasn't like you know what I mean. It wasn't like, substantial, really, right? It no, wasn't, wasn't something that was filling to you. It was just yeah, at all. surface level goal that you just needed exactly. You hit it, Mike. Yeah, going yeah, that, yeah, going going to school like that after your experiences aren't going to give you that thrill. That's just right. going through the motions to get something done. That's not exactly. yeah. Get that. How how long was that progression that you that you so from the time you're studying and drinking in the bar and getting stuff done that way and and starting to not feel fulfillment until now? How long was that? Is that has that been was that a, a couple months or a couple year progression? It was a, it was a couple year progression. I mean, we, um, my ex-wife, uh, uh, she didn't want to get divorced actually. Um, that's the, the crazy part. I was like, I, I asked for a divorce just on a whim because I, I just, I didn't like what was going on. And so I was looking for every little thing to nitpick in yeah. life because I didn't know, you know, what the real underlying issue was, or I didn't, I mean, I wasn't identifying it yet. And, uh, really came to light that it was an issue when uh she uh she was working from home and it was 11 a.m in the morning and i was already half drunk studying (laughs) not going to classes i started taking more online courses uh because i didn't like going to class and uh, that's how i was going to finish my degree um but yeah and i I was on track to finish my I, i literally have uh 15 credits so one semester to finish my undergrad, but I, I didn't get around to it because I progressively just um, started using drugs as well. And uh, it, it, it didn't help my focus at all. Um, I just started hanging out with the wrong people. Um, you know, you guys totally understand the mindset that you are who you associate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're hanging out with people with lower standards, guess what happens to your standards? Right. They go way down. And uh, yeah, so that I mean, I just didn't have that military camaraderie. Um, you don't. It, it's it's a tough transition out there, man. Um, you know, you go through your TAPS classes, or uh, is that what they call it in the army too? Yeah. All right. And uh, they kind of it, they kind of just like hush or you know rush you out the door and be like, here you took your class, now you're ready to transition. Well, right. And, and to uh, be fair too, it's when you're when you're transitioning out, your uh, TAPS is transitioning assistance program. And yeah. you are ready. So you're trying to rush it too, right? I mean, you're oh, like, absolutely. that definitely by just like, see you later. I'm out. Yeah. yeah man. <laughs> so, so Russ, too. let me, let me ask you this too. Um, I, I want to try and, you know, help, help our listeners who may be struggling with this too, or know somebody who is, I mean, you starting to, we're starting to hear all of these destructive things that happen as you go through and, you know, you know, Russ, that there's uh, somebody else in our group that will will keep anonymous, but he was a he was a um, a quote unquote functional alcoholic while he was flying helicopters in the Marine Corps, right? Yeah. I mean, think wow. so. Somebody out there listening to this right now is in this position. So maybe elaborate a little bit on on how you're able to maybe not maybe not during while you're in necessarily like he was, but how you can get through your day-to-day life and maybe have people not really notice that you're wasted at 11 o'clock in the morning and how you're still passing tests and stuff. Yeah. And that was the big problem, Eric, is uh, because when you, you don't know you're an alcoholic or you refuse to even acknowledge it, that it's an issue. 
um, you, you, you generate excuses um, or justifications for your behavior. Right. And uh, so anyone out there that thinks that, you know, just because, I mean, even in the military, I mean, I track back my substance, like me now, my, my whole mentality is, is I want to be sober. Um, and uh, just because my mental clarity and focus has never been this good. Um, it feels amazing. But, uh, so yeah, people who, uh, are, are just, if you, if you notice that you're drinking every day, uh, just because of the stress of, uh, the military or the stress of people you work with, um, and still accomplishing things sooner or later, it's, it's, you, you're going to hit rock. Yeah. So what kind of things are you hearing? You know, you, you hear people say, well, I work really hard. I just like to take the edge off right? It start, starts there. And then yeah, it's, that's exactly well, it. I like to party on the weekends, but then you notice that they're drinking during the day also during the yeah. weekdays or something, right? Exactly. Exactly. Every day becomes a party. Right. I mean, it, it, like uh, you, you start realizing that the time that you anticipate or predict for yourself, that, okay, well, after the day I'm going to drink and then, you know, I'll go to work again. That timeline keeps coming back. You find reasons to, uh, go to a bar at lunch and knock back a couple. And then, you know, it's like, okay, I only had three shots and a beer. I'm not trashed. I can still go back to work. And they're like, you know, this, this, this really twisted thinking that doesn't, doesn't make any sense when you say it out loud, but in your head, you're still producing results. You're still functional right. as you'd like to refer to yourself. Um, you, you just have to really look at it from someone else's perspective. Yeah. And, and we, uh, we I mean, we live in a society too. That's like, it celebrates this alcoholism, this party lifestyle, this go out, gallivant, have fun, do whatever. And like no restrictions. Right. So it's hard even to assimilate on the outside, right. As a veteran who, you know, when you were in, you, you were, you know, having so much restrictions. Now you're out, you have all this freedom. You want to be like everyone else. Everyone's glorifying all this stuff. And yep. they're like, oh yeah, like this is just fine, right? This is what everyone is doing. So it almost yeah. adds to that problem, right? And so you have to fight that. You have to figure out what is it that you need to do to get you on the right path. That's weird. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. especially going to college. Like I was, I was the older guy. Oh yeah, Lee Madison, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but 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 I was also trying to keep up with them. You know, I'd be like, I'd be partying with you know, literally people who just graduated high school or were right. barely twenty one, and just not the social norm for myself. You know what right. I mean? None of them had like real ambitions and goals mm. that I had in the military, or um, not not to take away that civilians have goals or anything like that but they're they're literally there's a huge difference in discipline yeah. exactly. if that makes any sense um, yeah. so so at what point did you just say i mean you you obviously saw yourself starting to kind of go uh man i'm looking for things to i mean without for lack of a better word to destroy your life I and mean, you're looking for something to get out of all the time right, right. you're 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 asking oh, yeah. your wife for a divorce who didn't want one because you think you need to change something drastic so at what point did you just say enough's enough i need to see a psychiatrist i need help i need to figure this out i need to change myself where did you when did you have that epiphany that you needed to go to the va uh so that uh that epiphany came uh after a really, uh, really bad night, man, um, I was, uh, I was finally separated from my, my ex-wife. And, uh, at this point I'd been using copious amounts of cocaine, alcohol, anything really just to, to take the edge off, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, which is where it leads guys, um, who are out there listening, thinking that's a, a good aspect in life to use a substance to take the edge off. Um, it, it does lead you down a dark path, but, uh, I, uh, as you you know, I bought the first blog for the ADPI help series, man. Uh, I really got into, um, the, the dark part of it, the part where you really don't want to live anymore. Uh, the part that you, the, this depressant that you, cause it is alcohol is a depressant and it will bring you down. It'll bring you down so low that you, you were drowning in it and you're drowning in self pity. You're, you're drowning in, uh, just, you know, self-worth that is no longer there. Um, and it was, it was Christmas morning around 3am. This was the first time that, uh, 
hadn't been with family or um, uh, my, uh, my, my ex-wife and uh, I just felt out of touch. And uh, I, I, I went from being, you know, the center of the party because that's all I did when I was getting divorced or going through it. I was just, you know, surrounding myself with, you know, <laughs> losers who just wanted the party and use drugs. And uh, I didn't like my life anymore. And uh, I uh, decided uh, to not use a gun, but because uh, I, my twisted mind thought that that, that was uh, going to be too much cleanup for my family. So uh, I hit the medicine cabinet and uh, downed a complete bottle of uh, uh, Tylenol, which uh, definitely would have done the job if uh, a friend of mine who is now sober and uh, remained nameless um, came by to keep the party going uh, probably a couple hours after I'd done this and gone to bed. Um, um, I don't recall really anything but waking up in the hospital, but uh, found me in the bathroom just covered in vomit, and like, it, which probably helped save my life. But uh, him also getting me to the hospital helped as well. But uh, that was a big reality check is uh, when you, uh, you, you, you just give up. And that's something that I've never, it was completely against everything that I've then that I've wanted to, you know, attain. You, you don't give up to get through hell. You know, it was not who I was. Um, and, uh, but I wish, it, I wish there was a rosy story there where uh, I could say that was, uh, that was it. After that, I, I, I stopped drinking, I stopped using drugs and I did um, for a couple months. And then uh, I went back to hanging out with the same people, the same bars, the same, you know, just making the, 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 the cycle come back again. Mm-hmm. Um, I met, uh, I met someone else who, uh, was a uh, significant other there for a while, but, uh, kind of helped me get my head straight. And, uh, I, 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 you know, once the civilian world started working, um, in pharmaceuticals, um, <laughs> which didn't help with the drug problem, um, right. even though I know it's legal drugs and there's accountability with it, but it, uh, definitely doesn't help being surrounded in that environment. And, uh, right. I, my drinking again started to recycle and uh, escalate and I've been going um, to the mental health clinic um, after, after that is when I started and uh, I got a counselor. We went through things. Uh, I was swiftly diagnosed with PTSD when we started talking about deployments and things of that nature, um, alcoholism as well. Um, but we, we really worked on targeting the PTSD symptoms. Um, and I did that for a couple years actually. Um, and, uh, it was just a constant back and forth battle of alcoholism and PTSD. And I'll tell you one thing, if you, if you, if you, if you suffer from PTSD, you don't, you're not going to eat it. Drink. Yeah. You you're monster, not be monster, drinking. Right. Yeah. Drinking is not going to help you at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've got two friends I can think of right now that, that don't know they're alcoholics and that struggle with P- pretty, pretty bad PTSD and haven't sought any help. So, you know, we can all probably relate to your story to some extent to the fact that we know people who are constantly getting divorced, who are constantly going to the hospital, who are constantly getting DUIs or car wrecks or hurting other people in some way. Mm. And those are all clues um, those are all, if you guys are around somebody who is, who seems to be constantly making the wrong choice, that's a clue people, um, you know, please, you know, start talking to them about, about this stuff, um, and maybe connecting them with us if you feel like it's appropriate, but right. that's, that's so, that's so deep, man. That's so deep. I, I really, really appreciate you sharing that story, Russ. And I, I know that this touched someone, you know, someone who's going through it someone who's going through, you know, going through that with somebody, you know, like it's, 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 this is real. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely real people, you know, like, I mean, this is, this is the the stuff that needs to be shared you know, the conversations that need to be had because life is not easy. And, you know, just like you said, Russ, you know, I mean, you, you hit the point where you're at your all time low, right? You got a little bit of help, but then things started slowly coming back. Right. And so it's not, it's yeah. not, you know, rosy all the time. But, you know, it's, it's always a fight that you continue to fight, right? Yeah. You never get, you, you never give up and, and, never and you, up. you hit something also that, um, when you relapsed, 
Mm. you realize that, and I want to just say it this way, proximity is power. Mm. Absolutely. Right. You immediately started interacting with the same people who are making you want to use more and who were exacerbating or exacerbating your problems, not your solutions. So, so you know, find your, find your Navy SEAL buddies versus finding your drinking buddies when you get out or when you relapse, when you're ready to start over, start fresh with a new set of friends who encourage you. Look at the the five people around you that make you smile all the time and make you go work out or set goals or, Mm -hmm. you know, start a new business or whatever it is, people that are doing well surround you, even if you don't know them, find them. Yeah. Start, start a new, start in a new community, get involved in something that's uplifting. And that Uh, transcends real quick, man. I'm sorry, but that transcends so far than just the support that we're talking about. Yes. That's life. That's hundred percent in general. If you don't have those people around you that are out there crushing it all the time that are that are expecting you and pulling you up to, to get on their level. Guys, I'm telling you, you are not going to go where you want to go. You yeah. have to find those people in life, those silent mentors that are just at that level that you are trying to become. So keep yeah. focused. Huge, huge. Point. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I can correlate that to, mm-hmm. to real estate. Since this is technically a real estate podcast. I pay, <laughs> I pay every year to be around groups like that. They become great friends. It's just a way to get in, you know, in with people right. that know more than you and that are that are where you want to be. If you, right. and that's not even a money thing. That's just a success. And a lot of people in, in in greater communities talk about just being better, a better human. So, you know, if you're listening out there and, and you're you're feeling like you're not running, if you can think of one person right now that is just constantly dragging you down, think about in a cordial way maybe letting them go or just not communicating as much with that person and see if your life gets better. Yeah. I did it with, I did it with the news. <laughs> that was the, that was the first, that was the first friend I dropped chop. off. Oh chop. man. Just chop. Straight Life's up. automatically better. So I love that. I love that. And real quick too, a lot of times, and I know this is real because I have experienced this as well. Sometimes the people closest to you, like yeah. family can also be the ones dragging you down. Amen. Not as easy for you to just go and chop them out of your life like the news, right? But what you can do is you can have a conversation, have some of these hard conversations, figure out where you guys are trying to go together as a family, as a unit, right? And maybe encourage that significant other to be with you in placing yourself in places or in situations where these people that are around you that are trying to help you grow. So now you together are going and making those changes as a unit and then talking about the things that come up along the way. So you guys are growing together and you're, you know, well, you're growing together. Exactly. So, yeah, Russ, let me ask you this question. How do you encourage people so you can ask somebody to follow you instead of being part of your old circle, right? You can say, I'm going to be better. I'd like you to come with me. I like you as a person or a family member, but you're dragging me down without saying you're dragging me down. And if they say no, what do you do then? Uh, you let go. You, you drop that rope, um, so to speak. is a little analogy that uh, one of the psychologists here uses. When you're pay, playing tug of war with something that doesn't want to change, um, and it, 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 it's almost like you're playing tug of war with yourself because you Amen. can't force other people to change. Amen. You either grow with them or you outgrow them. That's Got true. it. And, uh, and that's how, uh, as actually recently is what's happened. Um, I mean, since I've been here, I, I, I feel like I've been killing it and, um, I've, I've dropped 40 pounds in, uh, in just over 70 days. Um, uh, I was, I read the, the first book that, uh, that really got me going was, uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Yes. And, uh, that was an awesome book. Awesome book. I've read it like three times since then. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that was, a I, I set a, a quick goal for my first 30 days. I was going to lose 30 pounds. I lost 34 pounds, which is even better. But, uh, I just started setting goals and goals and goals like that. And, uh, how uh, I've actually been able to communicate with other guys here as well um, that go through that same thing because it affects their their cognitive ability to address the real issues, the underlying addiction or their PTSD is you, you, you can't have someone else dictate your happiness. Like that, that, that is solely on yourself. And uh, what I've been doing with the ADPI team, man, is you guys have been, you literally have 
given me so much, uh, more than you know. And uh, you've given me a drive that I, I talk about guys to staff members here because most of them are veterans and a lot of them are interested. I've brought in uh, uh, patients with me to Mike's seminars out in open or out in uh, around Norfolk and Hampton. And uh, these guys, like they just they they, they love it. Um, a lot of the, uh, of them are using um, the ideas from the VA loans that, that you put in the seminar, Mike, to find new goals, new um, targets. <laughs> it, it's amazing just to see how contagious an attitude can be. And uh, a lot of them have let go of a lot of the relationships here because you find out when you're here too that uh, who's really standing by you. Um, who has your best interest? Because some people in life are just going to be like, ah, once you get it together, I'll be there for you. Those are the people you cut out. That's true. Those are the people who aren't there for you. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that will use you, that will, you know, spend all your money while you're in treatment and not pay your bills. <laughs> like, those are the people, um, that's a personal one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it happens, man. It happens. Oh, man. You learn from this. And that's the thing. You have to mm-hmm. learn from it. And it sucks. It hurts. But guess what? That pain subsides and you find something that brings you joy. Right. I give thanks every day for the little things. And it's easy for us military uh, members and service members to do that because we, we're used to not having a lot and working and being surrounded by nothing but, you know, our, our unit, our company. And we thrive in that kind of environment. And uh, everybody that has come here and says, that, you know, they just want to survive their addiction. I'm like, no, you're going to thrive. You're, gonna, you're going to get past this addiction. Not that. This is a symptom of an underlying issue. Um, it, it is not who you are. Don't identify. Don't stand Amen. up and say, my name's Russell, I'm an alcoholic. Because if I stand up and say, hi, my name's Russell, I'm stupid a thousand times, you're going to embody that mentality. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you know, and that's that's my personal opinion. Um, not a lot of people from Alcoholics Anonymous agree with that. But, um, but to me, no, I, that's, that's I, real. I, that's real. I, I love truly that don't want to use anymore because it's yeah. just going to get in the way of my goals. Man, you're, and, you're, uh, you're, you're right about that. That last point you just said, um, you having an identity statement and saying every morning, I am, I am, yeah. I am is way better than, and, and saying I am something positive. I am going to achieve something positive. Right. You know, thoughts become things you move forward based on what you convince yourself you are. So I, I like that, man. Regardless of what other people say or what other programs work or whatever, it that is the truth. Thoughts yes. become things. I Absolutely, that one. Absolutely, too, man. So where where are you at now with uh, in the VA and and what's your what's your process look like and how can we help and where what what else do you got? I wanna I wanna hear more about where you're where you are currently. Right now, currently, um, uh, I, I I I've been killing it, dude. I, honestly, uh, I I haven't felt this confident. In a while time um, I'm reading every day I'm um, been studying for the real estate exam um, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm getting uh-huh. my personal trainer certification going okay. I've gotten a group about 20 uh, patients motivated now that we muster up at 6 a.m and we go for a run and we do some calisthenics you know <laughs> trying to make them remember that we're warriors we're, we're not we're not suffering from this post-traumatic stress and is that one thing that you guys do right I'm with adpi uh you know facebook group and uh the adpi helps um uh boxer thing that we have going on uh that post-traumatic growth like that like really kicked me like in the rear end i was like instead of looking at yourself as something broken you're not broken you you just you 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 forgot who you are and and we're warriors and that's what we were trained to be and that's what who we are. We didn't that never lost that identity. We just kind of forgot about it when we went to the Amen. civilian. And speak, speaking speaking of speaking of growth, real quick, um, uh, PTG uh, post traumatic growth. I know one of the one of the uh, the lead guys, and I posted that thing on our Voxer channel, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but, uh, we should connect with him also because post-traumatic growth would be a great episode for here, but it'd be a great thing to share with, um, with other folks in, um, ADPI helps as well. And just, it is that mindset and that capability. We're very, very capable people. There's nothing, you know, there's, there's, we have actually more to offer than a lot of people out there. So, um, and then also, have you been to, I just want to ask you on a personal level, uh, cause you mentioned Tony, have you been to UPW unleash the power within? 
No, I have not, but okay, uh, that so, is a uh, short-term so, goal. Man, talk mm-hmm. about, talk about um, post-traumatic growth. Get to a UPW and, and I'll help connect you. I actually uh, got to go in um, to LA to his event for free through a group, an amazing group. I'll give a plug to right here. It's called Veterans Unleashed. They, uh, they actually take donations to send veterans with, post, with uh, PTSD um, to UPW, to unleash the power within. So um, that would be a huge thing for you. I'll make sure to send that, uh, that contact uh, to them, and, and we'll, talk about, we'll talk about you uh, with the, the founder of that company. So. Outstanding, oh, man. man. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, big oh, stuff coming. Ooh. Big stuff coming. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, man. chills, man. Oh. I absolutely I absolutely love Robbins, man. They just his his whole view and he's just he's a remarkable remarkable man. Just everything he generates in his writing, his public speaking, he, he his is. life coaching, he's just he's he definitely yeah. a, a, a he, he role model and mentor without even knowing it. One of my <laughs> so. one of one of my mentors, Rod Cleef, uh told me to, that he called me one day and said, you need to go, um, for some of the similar reasons that, that, um, I recommend you go. But, uh, he said before Tony stops speaking, uh, cause he's been doing this 40 years, you need to go. So let's figure out a way for you to go. Right, 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 right man. Absolutely, dude. That's, that's huge. And, uh, the guy wouldn't be where he is, you know, without, without having impacted so many people's lives. So, yep. um, but, it's time for someone to take on the torch, right? Eric, you just mentioned he's been doing it for 40 years. Who's it going to yeah. be? Right? It's going to be you, Mike. Oh, it's going to be you, Eric. It's going to yeah. be you, Russ. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Fuck we're all doing it. You know what? Forget it, right? Let's all do it. You know what I mean? Let's all just keep this going on. I love this idea of post-traumatic growth. growth. Right? Because it's not stress. We're not labeling anything, right? We are all warriors, Russ. You said yeah. it perfectly. We forgot who we are. Right. So just get back on track. It's not something that you just you, you lost and now it's it's done. It's over. It's gone. Like, no, are you kidding me? You're still on this earth. You're still breathing. Go and figure it out. Right. There's nothing, nothing on this earth that is more powerful than you figuring out how to get out of the box you're in and blowing through that shit and moving forward. And and Russ, as you come up, remember, <laughs> remember, you have two hands. Right. Uh-huh. One, yes. one, one to reach up and grab and one to reach down and pull your, pull your brothers up with you, which oh, you're already absolutely. doing, which you're already doing clearly that's in it. the VA facility. So good for Ooh, you. That's it. Hey guys, I want to, I want to interject this real quick and just talk re- about the things that ADPI helps offers real quick, if I can, before we wrap up. Yeah, please go for um, it, man. I so, was just going to start bringing awesome. this thing to a close too. So Perfect. Let's talk well, about let's it. Well, let's segue. So, um, you know, this is just as a starter and I want to reiterate everything that ADPI helps will ever do is going to be free. Um, right now, every, the fourth Thursday of every single month at 5 p.m. 1700 PST Pacific time. So mark your calendars there. We have a, a Zoom call, which if you guys aren't familiar with Zoom, it's well, we're doing it right here on this call, but it's a video interface. Um, just people can get on and talk about stuff. I'll do an intro and then we can just get together and check in to see how people are doing. You can share stories. You can not even activate your video. If you don't want to, you can change your username. I don't even care. Just be on there. You can just sit in the background and listen to what other people are saying. The point of that call guys is to let you know that you're not alone, that there are people out there just like you that are going to kill it out there because we are warriors. We are winners and we're going to keep on kicking ass. The next thing is we have a Save One Life blog series, uh, which Russ kicked off for us. And we've got some other writers as well. If you have a story to tell, even if you think you don't have a story to tell, you do. Start writing down your thoughts. Um, if, if you want us to even edit and format the thing, we will take care of all of that. Let, just write down what you have to say. Get your voice out there. You can even submit it anonymously. And we'll put it on our, on our, uh, our page, um, activedutypassiveincome.com under the uh, Save One Life blog series. That's going to be huge for you just to vent. It's very therapeutic. Um, we have a buddy check call list. That is, we have a form you can fill out on our website that will, or you can contact us and we can give it to you too. That is just, if you want to volunteer to have your number available for someone who is struggling and having a hard time, a number you can call. You may not know the person on the other end. You may start to, to develop friendships. That's fine too. But it's just a place that you can go to get help 
veteran to veteran. Love next that. thing, guys. Next Love thing that. is yeah. Oh my god. It's too easy. Next thing is Voxer. That is Victor, Oscar, X-ray, Echo, and Romeo. Voxer. Um, so that app. We, Mike laughs because we use it all the time. We had no, a, I, I laugh because you had to think about that last I was like, one. what is he's, Romeo? He's, is he's it? an army guy. It's okay, Ro- guys. Forgive him. Ro- <laughs> I, almost said, I almost said Rover. Rover. <laughs> Thinking Voxer, Rover. So anyway, Voxer is an app we use, guys. It's a private, um, private communication between people in the, in, the, um, in the app. It's a walkie-talkie on your phone. You can use it internationally. It's free. Um, all you need to do is download the app and tell us what your username is, and we'll add you to that channel. You can add content in there. You can talk um, with a tap to talk, or you can actually text in there too. It's kind of like WhatsApp, except it has a bigger button and it's uh, easier interface, I feel like. And then down the road, we may have a nonprofit. Um, we need to give, we need to give big and, uh, that's something that you guys can, um, can expect at ADPI and, and ADPI helps. I'm hoping to, to get, get more information on how to create a, uh, uh, a 50C3 so we can get big. Uh Oh, uh Oh, love that. Love that. Well, uh, Hey guys, well, a lot of stuff going on here. ADPI helps is a phenomenal program that is going to change so many lives. And you guys, if you don't know about it, you need to get in tap in the community. Make sure you reach out to us. Make sure you reach out to Russ, to Eric, right? Figure out what's going on, how you guys can get involved. It's phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm just thinking off the top of my brain here. Hey, Eric, you know, maybe this is something we want to discuss, but it might be something good to link that Patreon to, right? Yeah, you so bet. We'll start supporting. So we'll, so we'll, we'll uh, have a lot of stuff coming up, you know, on this as well. Super, super excited. Thank you so much, Russ, for coming on to the show. We really appreciate your story. You are the man kicking ass out there. Eric, thank you so much for leading this charge. Mike, thank you, brother. Dude, this is great, man. All right. Thank you again, Eric. All right, all right, guys. We'll catch you all later. Outstanding. Woo! I hope you guys are as fired up as I am from that episode. Really, from the past hundred episodes. We thank you so much for your support, and we are not stopping here. We are going to keep charging forward into the next 100 and it's gonna be awesome but hey we would greatly appreciate it if today you left us a review if we've added any value to you over the last 100 episodes we'd greatly appreciate it our goal is 200 reviews 200 reviews by the end of this episode if you could help us get there we would greatly appreciate it and hey if you give us a screenshot of your review to our facebook page We're giving away free tickets to MICDC this year, so don't miss out on that opportunity, all right? But thank you so much for sticking with us, guys. We greatly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts, and we are going to add so much energy to the next 100 episodes. Hoo-yah, guys. I'm out of here.